You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and we are back with more body blows, bloody noses, and frequent visits to the orthodontist, because yes, that is right, it's another episode of Bloodsport Season 3. The previous two episodes saw Jay, Brian, Kylie, and Matt from the West Coast and Midwest and North sectors moving on to the next round. Congratulations to them. But today, today is all about the South, that beautiful place of sweet tea, SEC football, barbecue, and sororities making their rush videos just a little too elaborate. We love the South here, and I'm super excited to join our host with the most, Ryan Myers, to get our first game going. Let me hop into a coach bus here like John Madden and drive all the way down to the south. And since it's a podcast, I'm just going to throw it to myself because I'm joining Ryan today as co-host. Take it away, Neil. All right. We have traveled down to the south for our first match of the episode. Let's introduce our competitors. Coming to us from Atlanta, Georgia, Bailey Hildebrand. How are you today? Good. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am an engineer. here in Atlanta, originally from Alabama, um, and I enjoy aerial arts and being an ant. Oh, that's wonderful. And I guess you're you're almost representing two states in the South End if you're from Alabama. So you got uh, Georgia and Alabama you're representing today. So we appreciate you taking some time out to compete. Oh, yeah. And uh, our next competitor uh, has a last name that is very familiar to me, uh, coming to us from Raleigh, North Carolina, Eric O'Neill. How are you, Eric? I am doing well. How are you, Neil? Doing great. Uh, so uh, you're going to be representing uh, North Carolina today uh, from the South. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I am a clinical social worker. Uh, so I do like mental health counseling kind of stuff, try to help people be happier in their lives. Uh, I really like board games and I really like cats. Uh, so yeah, that's probably all, all you need to know about me, I would say. And just have you played of... the game Calico by AEG Games? I have played the game Calico. It is both of your interest, and it's great. AEG is never best. They're the best board game publisher out there by far. And uh, since this is uh, basically going to be on the airwaves in perpetuity, uh, just to confirm for those listening at home, that's the animal cats that you're in love with, maybe not so much the movie or the musical. I have not seen the movie uh, nor the musical. 
so yes, the animal. Cats. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, wonderful. And that voice you heard uh, right before Eric's there was our host with the most, Ryan, here for uh, our Southern Expedition uh, for today's first match. How are you, Ryan? And uh, are you ready to rock and roll? I am doing well. I am rehydrated. I have Matt allowed me to come out of the cave with 12 more questions. So I get some sunlight and scraps of food. So I'm ready. Wonderful. Well, uh, we are super excited here. I'll be keeping score 12 questions. Most points wins. Let's throw it to Ryan and get down to business. All right, folks, I've got 12 questions for you. They are just across various categories, whether they're tough, whether they're easy, that's up to your knowledge base. We'll start with question number one. Ajman, Fujaira, Sharjah, Ras al-Kamaya, and Um al-Kuhwain are five of the seven titular places in which country? Okay, I think that this might be United Arab Emirates. That's, that's going to be my answer. And Eric? That is my answer as well. Well, the correct answer is the United Arab Emirates. Uh, the other two uh, being Abu Dhabi and uh, the other one, sorry, Dubai. Let's go with question number two. Which specific garment gets its name from the Dutch for the kind of material it was originally made of, which was a coarse, twilled blue cloth? These garments typically have six buttons. Dutch boy is having a, a field day today. <laughs> and, Wait, and his we, six... we, we recorded with an actual Dutch boy last weekend. Oh, wonderful. The true Dutch boy. I'm going to I'm going to lock in with cardigan. All right, and Eric? Yeah, I I don't love it, but it's also the only thing I could think of was cardigan. <laughs> well, the name for this material in Dutch is P P I J and that's where we get the name pea coat. Oh, interesting. And they've got six buttons. The more you know, you have to learn something from trivia. That's my goal. Um, number three. I never do. <laughs> well, you do now. <laughs> number three. In the holiday classic A Christmas Story, when the main character's father is opening the box with the leg lamp inside, he mispronounces what word, saying it must be Italian. Locked in. Okay. I have never actually seen this movie. But I believe I know the answer just from like pop culture. I believe he says fragile or something instead of fragile. So I lock in with fragile. And Bailey? I also locked in with fragile. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fragile. So I can't give you that. <laughs> no, you're both good. Get a point. Um, let's go to question number four. Which artist explained that the title of her breakout debut 2005 single is just broken English from her native country. When translated, it basically just means something like, play this song on repeat a whole bunch. I'm thinking about uh, Bjork was the first thing that came to mind, but I think she's been around longer than 2005. Um, I'm also thinking of the band, the duo Tattoo. Um, I think this is Shakira time. I think it's it's in the Shakira era. So I'm going to say Shakira. And Eric? 
I think it might be Rihanna with Pone de Replay. And if it's not that, that's my only guess. That is the artist and the song. It's Rihanna with Pone de Replay, which is basically put it on the replay, play it a bunch from the album Music of the Sun, um, back when she actually recorded music. Let's go to number five. How many gold medals did Michael Phelps win during his astonishing record-breaking performance at the 2008 Beijing Olympics? I feel like I, I so I swam in high school, and so I kind of followed swimming uh, in the 2008 Olympics, but I cannot remember the answer to this. I can I can lock in with a guess. Sure, Bailey, you can take a stab, think aloud a bit if you like. Okay, I have a very high number in mind, and I'm not sure if that number popped out at me because it's his total over his career. I don't even know how it would be possible. My, The big number I'm thinking of is 23, um, but I don't even think, I don't even know it would be possible for someone to win 23 gold medals at a single Olympic, so something closer to seven might be more realistic. Um, heavy as the head with all the gold medals. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, seven. And Eric. So I was going back and forth in my head. Actually, it's funny you said seven, Bailey, because I was like, I think it's six or eight. But then I also couldn't remember because I know he broke Mark Spitz's record, and then I was like, or is it Mark Spitz that had six or eight, and he had one more than that? So um, I locked in with six but I'm not confident. Um, the correct answer is eight. Bailey, you're absolutely right. He won 23 golds over his career, but it was eight at Beijing. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, 23 gold and then 28 uh, overall total medals. Um, let's get literary for question six. What last name is shared by Jane the Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist behind the King Lear adaptation, A Thousand Acres, and spy novelist Jean Le Carre's character George, who has appeared in nine of his novels, including Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, and The Spy Who Came In From the Cold. All right, Eric, you're good to think aloud if you like. Uh, I don't think thinking aloud is going to do me too much good. I, I really I don't think I have any idea, so... Um... I don't know, George. I'll lock in with Jetson. <laughs> Jetson. And, um, God dang it. And Bailey. Is that not right? Oh, no. <laughs> I locked in with uh, Surratt. You got the right character. You all with your fake Georges. <laughs> well, in one case, real George. Um, it, the last name is Smiley. S-M-I-L-E-Y. Smiley. Um, hey, Neil, where does that take us going into the second half? The game is very close, uh, and it looks like Bailey uh, has two and Eric with three. People have won prelim games with three, so you're both doing very well. Question number seven. Nicknamed Ginny, what is the name of the little helicopter from NASA that went to Mars with the Perseverance rover? Um, uh, I know that there was a curiosity rover so i'm i'm gonna lock in with curiosity and eric yeah i also thought of the weasleys but i I have a hard time believing they'd name a nasa craft uh, weasley uh or something so uh i just went with virginia 
Um, it is a play on its name. It's Ingenuity. Ah. Number eight. Mostly due to their similar policies and economic programs, to which U.S. president was former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe most commonly compared? In 2015, Abe stepped onto an American warship bearing this man's name, making him the first Japanese PM to ever do so. I'm thinking of presidents with iconic economic programs, um, to say that diplomatically. Um, and the person that comes to mind for me is Reagan. So I'm going to lock in with Reagan. And Eric. Yeah, I also kind of went about it the same way, just trying to think of presidents with notable economic programs. Um, I went with FDR. Uh, Shinzo Abe's economic policies were nicknamed Abenomics after Reaganomics. Ronald Reagan is correct. Moving on to question number nine. Which slender, long-grained rice is geographically exclusive to certain areas of Pakistan and India and is commonly found in the cuisine of these nations? It comes from the Hindi word for fragrant. Uh, I'm going to lock in. Sure, Eric, you're good to vamp if you like. Yeah, I, I just, I really can't decide between jasmine or basmati or something that I'm just not thinking of. Um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess Jasmine Rice. And Bailey. I went for the other one. I said Basmati. Ooh, one of you is getting points. The correct answer is Basmati. Oh! That was a bit of a coin toss. Um tough break there um where is and now i'm wondering where uh, jasmine rice comes from thailand yeah north northeast region of thailand what's really oh what's kind of devastating is the word they use for it is homali which means fragrant jasmine wow well, uh, so so uh, full credit then right <laughs> it's people like the word fragrant um hey question number 10 with the very Dutch surname Zodgeist, who has been ABC News and Good Morning America's chief meteorologist since 2013. She also placed third on the season of Dancing with the Stars, won by Niall DeMarco. Wow. I'm not up on my ABC News uh, or Good Morning America meteorology. If you hadn't specified you go to the work. gender. <laughs> yeah. If you hadn't specified the gender i would have said al roker because he tells us what's happening in our neck of the woods i'm just gonna say um or i'm just gonna say kelly ripa she can do anything kelly ripa can be dutch or she damn well likes <laughs> um eric what do you have uh, yeah, well, so uh, Neil seemed to be familiar with this person, so I, I took that as a clue, and seeing as I had no idea, and I just knew that she was Dutch, I said, Neil's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the correct answer was said aloud at one point. Um, she just simply goes by Ginger Z. Unfortunately, not my mom, uh, Eric, but uh, yes, very lovely person. Uh, met her at a uh, charity event uh, helping people get dogs. Um connected with dogs uh, and everything. So yeah, very nice person. Um, let's go to question 11. 
What is the rhyming name of the form of economic fraud where someone inflates a stock's value through misleading positive statements and then sells it all at once after the price is high, thus causing a crash? I'm going to say lie-by. And Eric? I think it's a good old-fashioned pump and dump. I asked this question at my live show a couple weeks ago, and my friend sent me that he changed his grinder profile to say, want to commit securities fraud? How about a pump and dump? <laughs> Which is correct. Um, and question 12. Which company or service owned the now-defunct daily audio puzzle app, Hurdle? in which you try to guess a song from increasingly longer parts of its intro. Um, I guess Shazam. And Eric? Ooh, ooh I like that guess better than mine. Uh, I could only think of Spotify. The correct answer is Spotify. Ooh. Neil, where does that leave us? Well, that was an exciting game. Um, we had two lead changes. It went back and forth, uh, blow to blow here. But uh, with that correct answer, Eric will be moving on to the next round. So congratulations, Eric. Woohoo! Uh, I feel like I snuck in. I, uh, if I had cheated, I would have lost, I think, uh, by <laughs> stealing Bailey's answer because I totally would have. Well, uh, Shazam's a great answer. Shazam, uh, yeah, Shazam was a great answer. Uh, Eric, so uh, in the the heat of battle, uh, you illegally threw down a banana that uh, Bailey slipped on, uh, and unfortunately broke her her collarbone and was not able to co to continue competing. But um, Bailey, um, just a wonderful match here. Like I said, back and forth. You had the lead at one point. Um, wonderful competitor. We're so happy to have you here. Any parting words before we let you go today? I'd like to wish a happy Mother's Day um, to my two best friends. Uh, they know who they are, uh, but they're celebrating um, two, you know, separate milestone Mother's Day. Uh, one is a mom expecting to be a mom for the first time, and the other one just gave birth to her second. So um, happy Mother's Day to them and all the other mamas. What a wonderful message. And uh, Eric, you will be continuing on into the... Uh, next round here, and uh, you'll you'll be representing the South. We're not sure who your competitor is going to be. We're going to find that out in just a few short minutes. But thank you for joining us, uh, Ryan. Um, we will be back for another game here very shortly. So if you can, there is a, a Peloton if you want to um, get some some of your cardio minutes up uh, and uh, get ready to come back and host uh, another game. I'm ready. Well, how about that? What a match between those two competitors. Right now, we're going to sweep up all the eyeballs and mop up all the blood so we can set the stage for the second match of the episode. But before we do that, we wanted to take a quick moment to remind you that this season of Bloodsport is brought to you by patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. If you aren't able to financially support us on Patreon, there are a ton of other ways you can help support us, starting with telling a friend about our show. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution, check out our Public store for a shirt, a sticker, a tote bag, or more. If you want to say hello on social media, and we'll say hello back, Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at TrivialityPod. And if you'd like to meet a great group of like-minded listeners to talk about all things triviality, such as playtesting upcoming games and asking questions for our monthly Ask Me Anything, known as The Crop Drop, join our Facebook group, The Crop, and our Discord channel today. The links are in the show notes. Now let's get back to the competition with match number two, following these brief messages.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are back for the second game of the South Bracket. Looks like the winner of this game is going to be facing Eric O'Neill from Raleigh, North Carolina. So we are excited to see how this one pans out. We have two contestants, one coming from Fort Worth, Texas, and the other from Huntsville, Alabama. Let's introduce them. Starting with Jeannie, you are in Fort Worth, Texas. How are you today? Hi, doing really well. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, uh, in the Fort Worth, Texas, I do IT sales, which is very boring. But uh, I have a, a lovely life with my husband and my miniature poodle, whose name As is John Luke. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful name. And that sounds like a wonderful life. So thank you for joining us. And you will be facing uh, a competitor from Huntsville, Alabama, Jared Seal. How are you, Jared? Doing good. Thanks. Yep. Uh, so nice to have you here. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm a software engineer in Huntsville. I, uh, Working on closing a house and enjoying the new Zelda game. That's my life lately. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on that. And is that called, was it the Tears of the Kingdom? You got it, yep. All right. Well, uh, I'm surprised I got that right, but I'm just going to take the win. And uh, let's introduce uh, sort of the poodle of triviality, someone that we think is just uh, just a beautiful person inside and out, our host with the most, Ryan Myers, back for the second half of our South Bracket. Are you ready for today's competition, Ryan? I'm ready for whoever just tried to open this conference room door to stop trying to open this conference room door. But yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's do it. I'm going to keep score. We got 12 questions. Most points wins. And we will see who will be facing Eric in the next round. All right, folks. Question number one. Barbara McClintock won a Nobel Prize for discovering, quote, jumping genes or transposons while working with which crop? She also produced the first genetic map for this crop. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have much I could uh, uh, noodle around on this one. I'm. I'm just going to kind of take the the biggest crop that I could think of that has genetically modified, which would be soybeans. So that'll be my guess. For some reason, barley came to my mind, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, it's more of a guess than anything, but I'm going with that. Uh, the correct answer is corn or maize. 
Moving on to question two. Which coffee brand is named after a hotel found in downtown Nashville, Tennessee? Yeah, trying to trying to just think of anything that might have a hotel name, you know, like the Folgers or whatever. Maybe there's a Folgers hotel. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sure, Folgers. I'll just say that. Uh, I said Folgers too. It just kind of uh, sounded namey to me. Well, a, a valiant guess, but the name of the hotel is the Maxwell House. Ah. Nowadays, the Millennium Maxwell House hotels. Do, do I doubt they actually serve Maxwell House in that hotel, though? Do you? It would be a little off-brand, but it's also Nashville, so I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Ask ask the billions of bachelorette parties that go there now, because that's just like the place to go, apparently. The Maxwell House Hotel? No, just Nashville in general. Or just Nashville in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was I went to Nashville for a bachelor party a few years ago. Ooh. So I guess it's good for those two. Did you buy boots <laughs> and a cowboy hat? No, unfortunately, no. He he did not boot nor scoot nor boogie. And Brooks and Dunn are disappointed. Um, question number three. A bridge in Montreal is named after which French maritime explorer of the 16th century, whose name in a modern context recalls a luxury brand well i know a ton of things up in that area are named after hudson i don't i don't think i don't know if that extends to canada as well uh but he's the only explorer that's coming to my head right now in that area and i don't think that's right but that's what i'm going with yeah and Jeannie? the one i the only one i could think of was DeSoto. uh the correct answer is jacques cartier you fancy watch folks Question number four. Usually after a dramatic death, which TV series had rare occurrences called silent clocks, which would usually be seen before a commercial break? I'll lock in. Um, I don't know this, but I'm just, I'm going to guess 48 hours. And uh, similar train of thought, I think for me, I've never seen the series, but I know it's very time-based. So I'm going to say 24. The correct answer is 24. Yeah, usually for a death or maybe when uh, Alicia Cuthbert is stuck in the mountain with a with a cougar. You never know. <laughs> It'd be like that. Um, question number five. A popular self-help app over the last year sees users take care of a small bird by doing tasks and thereby taking care of themselves. After what kind of small bird is this app named? I'll just kind of lock in with a guest. Sure, Jared, it's yours to take. Well, when I think of apps and birds, I think of Duolingo, but I don't think you're helping that bird in any way. I think he kind of threatens to burn your house down <laughs> if you don't learn French for 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm not going to go with Duolingo. Uh, I know Twitter is not a self-help app. Uh, that <laughs> Good Lord, does the opposite no most of the time. Depends on who you are, I guess. So I'm going to go with the first small bird that popped into my head and say canary. And, and I did a similar just small bird, but I thought a hummingbird. Uh, the correct answer is finch. Oh. Is a finch. I haven't heard of this app. It's a lovely little app. Everyone I know who uses it's very, very thankful for it. Is this a modern Tamagotchi almost? Yeah, except it doesn't die. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, your self-help pet dies. That's great for you. <laughs> um, number six, take the last name of the protagonist from Fahrenheit 451 and add the letters U-E to the end of it. 
What name, also from the world of high school English class, do you now have? Yeah. I'll uh, I'll just try to guess any kind of last name that would end in U-E, and I'll, I'll say Montague. And Jared? I also said Montague. His name is Guy Montag, Montague, Romeo and Juliet. Correct. Points for both of you. Um, Neil, my dear, where are we at halfway through? After that last question, uh, Jeannie put herself on the board with one point, and Jared is only in front by an extra point. So it's two to one, Jared in the lead, anybody's game. This is like the last weekend games. Question number seven. In the mid to late 2000s, what two-word advertising slogan was used by the food brand Hillshire Farms? I'm not going to pull it. I don't think I'm just going to guess uh, good meat. And Jeannie? I, I just figured I'd say magically delicious. <laughs> um, Jared, you were right there. It's Hillshire Farm Go Meat. Oh, my God. Go two, Meat. Two letters off. <laughs> <laughs> Hot pocket. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Caliente pocket. Caliente pocket. <laughs> Number eight. Phrases like two for his nibs or two for his knobs, depending on where you live, 15 for two, and perfect 29 are most closely linked to which card game? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever played this game, so I'll just name a game that I don't know anything about and maybe we'll get lucky with Canasta. And Jared? Whenever I try and... Uh, guess rules about a card game that I have never played and know very little about. I always go with Euchre, so I'm going to say Euchre. Uh, The correct answer is Cribbage. Question number nine, let's do the art world. Paul Cezanne did one in 1898, quote, with Skull. Salvador Dali did a, quote, living one in 1956. And Caravaggio did one in 1605, quote, with fruit what are they as per their titles um i'm just going to say self-portrait self-portrait and genie uh i uh, my thought was still life they are all still lives correct question number 10 christine lottie was in the bathroom at the 1998 golden globe awards when she was announced as the winner for Best Actress in a TV Drama for which show? I don't know if this is the right era. I'm just going to say The O.C. The O.C. and Jeannie. And I, I don't think this is right now that I think about it, but the one that uh, came to mind was The West Wing. It is Chicago Hope, your medical drama. I never would have pulled that. I was in the bathroom when uh, I was announced as prom king, and my girlfriend at the time kicked down the door and said, why aren't you on the floor accepting your award? So... That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, okay, number 11. Which famous annual race is held every year at Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore, Maryland? I, I don't think it's NASCAR because the famous races are those for those are like Daytona and the other ones that I can't remember. Um if it's a horse race, I don't know anything outside the Kentucky Derby or like Premont. Is that is that something? I don't know. Uh, I'll say uh, uh, F1 Grand Prix. And Jeannie? Um, I think it's the Preakness. 
It is the Preakness Stakes, correct. All right, and question number 12. Uh, what is the Spanish language word for mud brick? M-U-D-B-R-I-C-K. And what is the Spanish language word for mud brick? Um, I have a couple things that are be bopping around my head, but the one, uh, I'll probably have to just say Adobe. And Jared? Yeah, similar answer. I think that, uh, I, I think that the style of house might refer to the kind of brick that it's made of. And I said Pueblo. The correct answer is Adobe. Yes. <clears throat> Neil, take us out. Well, uh, after a very hard-fought uh, battle there uh, between Jeannie and Jared, uh, Jeannie uh, was wearing a hidden travel belt uh, during the final uh, minutes of the fight, and she pulled out an original Broadway cast recording copy of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and threw it like a ninja star at Jared, cutting his head off. So Jared, unfortunately, uh, will not be in the competition anymore, um, but uh, we appreciate uh all that he did here for today's competition. And Jeannie will be moving on to face Eric to finally figure out who will represent the South in the official Bloodsport competition. So uh, congratulations to Jeannie for uh, for moving on. And Jared, uh, sorry you won't be able to, to be moving on anymore. You lost your head uh, from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. But uh, thank you for competing today. Any any last words before we let you go? Uh, just uh, thanks for having me. Congrats to Jeannie. Hope you, hope you go far. And uh, I'll see you guys next year. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'd love to, to see you again. Uh, just get some more training, I suppose. And uh, Jeannie, um, are you excited to, to move on for the final match to represent the South? Sure am. Yeehaw! Go South! There we go. Uh, well, Ryan, uh, looks like we will see you next week for another episode, which means um, I think you should maybe take some, some Pilates and uh, maybe a nice uh, mud bath, uh, speaking of mud brick, and also a little bit of R&R before we see you next next week. Does that sound okay? Yes, it does. It's going to be Ritalin and uh, Rum at that rate. There you go. Ritalin and Rum, uh, the uh, the next great uh, band coming out from the South here. So um, look, looking forward to seeing uh, everyone next week. And thank you to our competitors today, Jeannie and Jared. As always, we'd like to thank our network, Airwave Media. If you'd like to learn more about Airwave Media, you can go to www.airwavemedia.com to check out a bunch of the other great shows that join Triviality, such as Bro History, Rainbow Puppy Science Lab, and Useless Information. Thank you once again to all of our competitors, our co-host with the most, Ryan Myers, and everyone for listening and supporting our show. We will see you on next week's episode of Bloodsport. Bloodsport.